Welcome to the New Thought Experience Podcast. My name is Reverend Chris DiGiorgio. Each week, we will explore a New Thought topic. New Thought was founded in the 19th century and was inspired by the Transcendental Movement. Its chief belief is of an all-knowing, all-present, all-powerful divine intelligence, and spirit and human are one. And remember, we are only a thought away from changing our lives. And now to our podcast. The challenge of being human is letting go and to love even when it's difficult. The challenge of being human is when humans insult, pick on, and create division. What is our response? The challenge of being human is to try to control the uncontrollable. The challenge of being human is fearing we are unlovable and being love when we do not feel like it. Life throws us curveballs. The best we can do is to change our lens. To really love is to allow and not attach ourselves to expectations. Attachment to outcomes or expecting something different causes us great suffering. And it creates separation from one another. We react. We try to control. And when we do this, we're not being so loving. That is why I say it is most challenging. Our mind has a vision of how things ought to be. And when they're not going the way we want them to, our minds go into a flurry. Jesus speaks to this in Matthew chapter 5, verses 38 through 42, and I'll read it from the New Revised Standard Version. You have heard that it is, was said, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, do not resist an evildoer. But if anyone strikes you on the right cheek, Turn the other also. And if anyone wants to sue you and take your coat, give your cloak as well. And if anyone forces you to go one mile, go also the second mile. Give to everyone who begs from you, and do not refuse anyone who wants to borrow from you. Eric Butterworth, Unity Minister, interprets the passage this way in his book, The Power Within You. Jesus is saying, you want to get even? That is a normal desire. But you should know that the only way to get even with the one that wronged you is to love them, bless them, and forgive them. Otherwise, you become the slave in the process. What Brother Worth and Jesus are saying, the mind will go into a flurry, and you will pay the price. What is the cost in the mind when revenge is on it? or you are feeling you are wronged, who's winning here? Butterworth goes on to say this, Jesus made the greatest discovery of divinity of the human. He's trying to make us realize that there is always a depth potential of strength within us, even in times of weakness. He's telling us if we want to find ourselves upset over something another person has done, or upset indicates a wrong state of consciousness, To react to it in the same state of mind only compounds the problem within us. 
Jesus says, turn to the other side of your nature. Turn from your human consciousness to your divinity conscious, unquote. This is the challenge of being human with the human consciousness always leading to hurt because we have expectations. Now turn to the divine consciousness. You can never be hurt. It is always poised at peace. Butterworth goes on to say, it is the place of your spiritual unity with God. In the divine state, the hurt is healed. The influence of the other person is nullified, and you become a healing influence on the other person. This brings me to identifying with resistance. When we resist, we naturally go into constriction. We are putting up a fence from from our love. I can say from my own experience, when I'm angry at someone, I don't want to talk to them. I constrict my voice to them. I bet many of you do that. I know one of my most painful memories in my life is when I came out to my mother. She would not speak to me for two days. didn't register to me at the time, but when I did some healing work, it came up. It was deep in my body as a constricted memory. The only way it came up was the pouring of love by my spiritual teacher, Saima, and this constriction came up. How did it come up? By love. When you come into the state of love, love is normally expansive and the constrictions have nowhere to hide. The acne of hurt, the pores, so to speak, are opened. That is why love is so healing, because our constrictions have no place to hide. That is why the gospel lesson is so powerful. When we resist, we constrict and compartmentalize these hurts. But when we are conscious and let these hurts open up, we change our lens. We say we cannot solve the problem by doing the same thing and hurting the other. All it does is escalate the problem. No, we have to do something that is counterintuitive to that. We have to love. Oh, does the human mind want to hijack this? It is at this time we have to stop, offer, and sit as I explained in my acceptance talk. Stop the thought. Offer prayer. Connect with the love you are. Sit. If it comes up again, actively sit with it. Bring yourself to the love you are. So what can we think about with regard to love and non-resistance that can be tools for us? First, love is about unity. When we resist, we are causing separation. I remember a story about Nelson Mandela, who was first elected president of South Africa. On the day after his inauguration, when he was ready to get to work, he noticed the secretary packing her desk. See, she worked for the apartheid government. He asked where she was going. She responded, well, since I worked for the previous government, you don't want me to work for you. He responded by saying, I want you here. You are very experienced and you know how the levers of government work. Also, in his first year in office, he supported the national rugby team that had a racist history. But being that this was a new South Africa, and by his example, he supported the team. By this example and his love of country and people, President Mandela showed unity 
through love. If President Mandela just reacted with his human mind, he would have caused more separation in a country that was healing from apartheid rule. So ask yourself, is this action I'm taking causing separation? Is it causing a poisonous environment? Remember, love is always expansion, not constriction. Our human mind reacts. Our divine mind loves. Our choice. Second, love is command and not control. And I'd like to give an example of this from one of my favorite books, Love Without End by Glenda Green. Glenda related a story about her childhood and how she was in a rodeo competition. She was riding a horse, and the goal was to maneuver the horse around obstacles, and she could not get the horse to do what she wanted it to do. An old wise horseman that coached people in the rodeo remarked, Glenda, how much do you weigh? She responded, 105 pounds. And how much do you think that horse weighs? Glenda responded, maybe 2,000 pounds. The horseman replied, do you think you can control that horse? If you try to control the horse, you will fail. What will happen is that horse will average out what you want it to do and what it wants to do. But if you go with the horse and command the horse, you will get the results you want. This is subtle. Our expectations cloud results. Go with the flow, allow expansion, and you command the situation. Do not resist the horse. Allow the horse to do what is natural. Ask yourself, what am I doing in my own life that is resisting and not allowing? Is this resisting keeping me from my own good? Is it holding myself back from my next expansion? The way to proceed in life is to love, and that is the lesson of love. Something allows it to grow. This brings me to my last point, and that is love is resonant with life. Life is animation and activity. Our lives are stagnant when love is not present. As you love more and more, your life expands more and more. As an eye doctor, I find this with my patients. I want want to rapidly go on to the next patient. After all, I have a schedule to keep, a very human perspective. But often if I focus on that, I'm not resonant with my patients and I'm not resonant with my life. It's not very loving. I recently was examining a special needs child. He was all over the place, and his mom was trying to control the child. I realized the only way to get what I could get out of the child was to be as loving as I could. I saw the child was very nervous, and he was acting out because the examination was scary for him. So I stopped the exam, and I asked him to breathe. Now I said to take a slow inhale and a slow exhale. He was not exactly following, but I kept at it and he started to calm down. Now I was ready to try and get to the examination. No sooner did I start to examine, the mom reminded him of all the things he was doing wrong. I stopped the mom and reminded her to allow. She changed the resonance of the experience of the child. Here I calmed him down and she just revved him back up. You create chaos 
chaos is created. You bring peace, peace is created. So ask yourself, what resonance or energy am I creating in the environment? Is it loving? Is it expanding? Or are you causing constriction? Are you changing the environment that is causing chaos? There are many challenges to be human, but one thing stands out. Love and non-resistance is the answer. Thank you for joining us for today's podcast. The New Thought Experience is a production of the Westchester Spirituality and New Thought Group. To find out more about us or to donate via Zelle or PayPal, you can use our email address, unityofwestchester at gmail.com. That is U-N-I-T-Y-O-F-W-E-S-T C-H-E-S-T-E-R at gmail.com. You can also check us out on Facebook or meet up at the Westchester Spirituality and New Thought Group. Have an enlightened day.